Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here aboard the brand new MSC Seashore, and we're on a two-day cruise uh, out to the Ocean K private island, and we're actually going to take a look at that in a little while. Uh, the last time I interviewed this gentleman here next to me, uh, we were actually on the private island, and this was just before the pandemic, right, Ken? That's exactly right. Uh, right at the end of 2019 when the island first opened, and you're going to be very pleasantly surprised how beautiful the island has flourished over the last couple of years. Well, we're going to talk about that and really the ship itself and more. Uh, obviously, this is Ken Muscat. He's the Chief Operating Officer for MSC Cruises USA, and you'll find out about that and more on Insider Travel Report. Ken, first of all, it's great to be aboard a live ship with you. Finally, it's been a long time. Uh, it was right before the pandemic that we got a chance to interview. And now we're here aboard this beautiful new ship, the first ship you've launched uh, since really the pandemic began. Um, let's talk a little bit about MSC Seashore. Um, what is different, because you had MSC Seaside, uh, which I was lucky enough to be on a few years ago when it first launched. What is different about this ship from that one? Because I understand you said like 65% of the public areas are different. Yeah, and let me back up for just a second, because like you said, MSC Seaside came out in 2017, and that was the first real ship custom built for the North American market for warm weather cruising. It had the Miami Beach condo design, and that was really sort of our, our, our first big launch into the market in a very, very serious way. And then that followed up with MSC Meravia, which was a, yeah, further, big one, yeah. a further focus on the, on the market. So now bringing another brand new ship, MSC Seashore, just continues to, to show how serious we are about growing and developing um, in the U.S. market and with our U.S. guests. Seashore is about 65% different than Seaside. It's on the same sort of platform, but we changed a lot of things around. One of the biggest changes was we moved all the specialty restaurants from up at the top near the buffet to down on deck eight. Yeah, it's like restaurant row there. Right? We have a whole restaurant row with five different specialty restaurants, a lounge dedicated to, you know, when you're waiting for your table or you want to meet some people before dinner. So that is working really, really well. We have a new sushi concept with a conveyor belt. I so saw that. I, I had a little testing on that. Yeah. yeah, I just kept, you know, shoveling the sushi. Sushi would come around. I get that one. They get the next one, which is, you know, like you have on a sushi. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and also in this post-pandemic time period, it's very safe and, and you know, a secured environment for you to grab your plate. Um, and uh, so that's one of the biggest changes on the culinary side. Another big change was the aft pool. We made a, a beautiful beautiful larger aft pool and a secondary lounge that we do not have on Seaside or Sea View, which is sort of a cabaret theme, multi-deck lounge on the back of the ship that allows for even further entertainment during the day and during the evening. Those are just a few examples. We also have the largest yacht club at sea. Yeah, yeah, we, four, four decks, right? Four decks in the yacht club, 131 staterooms. Two of the two of the owner suites are over a thousand square feet large. Um, we have the largest kids area on the ship out of any of the ships in, uh, in the MSC fleet. 140 40,000 square feet of outdoor space, which again, in this in this environment, not only is perfect for warm weather, but important for people that want to continue social distancing and having outdoor activities. So there's a lot of differences. Same, you know, same uh, kind of quality and design and feel, but a lot of different unique things that we've learned. You always learn from previous oh, yeah. previous ships. And uh, this one, we had enough time to make some significant changes to, and, and she's 
beautiful. I think one of the nicest ships out at sea today. Absolutely. And it, it, I've always thought MSC builds beautiful ships and you keep getting better and you got more to come, which is we'll talk about in a second. But now, personally, what is your favorite thing on this ship or favorite things? I think uh, one of my favorite things really is that aft infinity pool, because when you're out there, you're so close to the ocean, reminds you you're on a cruise, beautiful views. Then you look up 72 feet above you is the bridge of size and the whole, you know, the, the whole unique design of the ship that you see. Great photo ops and it's just a, a, a peaceful, really nice area. No, it is gorgeous, that whole area. Now. This ship has, ironically, uh, a New York theme, right? It's throughout. There's a Statue of Liberty um, sta uh, in the middle of one of the one of the atriums. Uh, there are all the restaurants are named after uh, New York themes. I mean, the only one that isn't is that sort of cabaret, which is interesting, which you could find in New York. Yep. Uh, what was the reason for choosing a New York theme? I think a couple of reasons. I mean, number one, we knew that the ship was going to be based in the U.S. and it's you know always nice to resonate with U.S. passengers on something familiar like that. Everybody loves New York, but even more importantly, MSC Cruises is a very international brand. We're very focused on bringing cultures from all over the world and nationalities from all over the world to sail on our ships all over the world, whether it's in the Caribbean or anywhere else. And everybody loves New York and everybody knows New York. So whether you're you know a U.S.-based uh, customer or whether you're coming from an, another country to sail on on MSC Cruises, um, it shows that we bring together culinary, arts, fashion, all those things that New York is known for can resonate on this ship. And everybody understands it. So that's one of the key reasons. Now, any, any truth to the rumor? People say, well, if this has a New York theme, why would this ship be based out of New York someday? Yeah, well, you know, we might be warming up the market a little bit for some uh, longer term planning out of New York. Maybe this ship, maybe another ship, but we're always looking at new home ports. Obviously, as you know, we, we started up Port Canaveral this year, so now we're out of Port Canaveral in Miami, and definitely we will be expanding to new home ports uh, throughout the U.S., and New York could potentially be one of them. Yeah, well, that you, you've done more expansion in ports here, but also internationally, you're all over the place. I mean, you're in Dubai, you're going to be in Saudi, you're in Saudi Arabia, uh, you, I mean, South America, I mean, everywhere, right? Oh, yeah, we go to over 200 destinations around the world. We cover five continents. We're, we're everywhere. You know, the brand has grown. We've more than doubled the brand in nine years. We're going to have 23 ships by 2025. So obviously, as you bring on more capacity, you start looking for more places to go. So we're able to cover um, all over the world. That's amazing, and I, I've, I've gotten a lot of the releases and been very surprised and pleased to hear uh, that you're going to be basing the ships in different parts of the world, and now you're going to be at least two ports in, uh, in the U.S. with probably more to come. Now, let's talk a little bit about, for our travel advisors out here, what are the kind of, why is selling MSC today such an attractive option for travel advisors, in your view? And you, you expressed this during a conference with them uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, what are the main programs you have to support the trade? Well, I think to answer your, your first question, you know, MSC Cruises now is the fastest growing cruise line and the third largest cruise brand in the world. Mm. We are doing incredible efforts on a marketing side, both for trade and consumers, for people to ask about MSC Cruises. So travel agents, travel advisors are going to see more and more people coming in asking for MSC Cruises because they're starting to see us all over the place. And we've obviously expanded tremendously over the last few years in this market. So it's a great opportunity for travel advisors to offer something different, offer something new. They're always looking for more options and making sure that they're, they're aligning the right ship and right destination with the right customer. So that's number one. Um, the other thing is we have great tools. We have uh, ability for travel partners to come on board and experience the product 
product. Once they sell 10 more staterooms and we'll reimburse them for the cost of their cruise, so it's virtually for free. We've got seminars at sea, we've got fam trips, we've got inaugurals like this where we bring a couple thousand travel agents, travel advisors on board. MSC Book is the number one key place for travel advisors to go That's to learn. your online, everything about, uh, about MSC and also Book, right? Yeah, Book, learn everything. We just relaunched our new um, uh, online training program, MSC Masters, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, all of those things can be found on MSC Book, and, and there's just countless reasons for travel advisors to sell the brand. Because of the size, because of the scope, it offers something different, and, um, and we're seeing more and more consumers come back and repeatedly ask for MSC Cruises. Our NPS scores, our guest satisfaction scores right now are through the roof, and um, people are coming back, so you want to be able to be educated on MSC and where we go so you can keep the, the clients repeating with us. Now, these days, who do you view as your main competition right now? Where, where do you sit? Because ships today, we used to sort of silo them into contemporary, premium, and luxury. But, you know, everyone's now all over the map. But who, in your view, is kind of your chief competition? Yeah, and to your point, you know, this is a perfect example. Most of our ships have the MSC Yacht Club. So there you've got a very high-end, more luxurious, you know. Four 20, decks, which is quite a lot of people. Four decks and 24-7 butler service. And then you've got more of the larger ship, contemporary kind of feel, you know, with, with, with the rest of the ship. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to say uh, identify any competition in the cruise industry because I think we're all unique in a, and, and that's something that the cruise industry does very well. We're all unique in our way, whether it's where we go, our private destinations, the design of our ships. I think more of our competition really continues to be hotels and land-based and you know nowadays people are, are, uh, are renting RVs and campers and traveling around to national parks because of just slowly getting out of the pandemic time period. So that's where we're really competing for dollars. Yeah. And we want, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing more three and four night cruises and going to the private destination to show people a ship like this with all the outdoor space to show that you can do that on a cruise. The, those are the dollars we're competing for today. So you're competing for the in the travel industry at large, not necessarily specific cruise lines. Exactly. I understand that. Now, um, your sister company, which just launched a luxury company, Explorer Journeys. And uh, with Chris Austin, who it was give a good presentation. You allowed him a little time yesterday. Yeah. Um, they've introduced some very innovative programs for travel advisors, such as kind of rolling commissions, no NCFs, things like that. Do you think that at some point MSC Cruises itself will look at that? Yeah, you know, we're, we're always looking at those kinds of things. Actually, just a couple hours ago, we had our travel advisor, uh, travel agent advisory board meeting, and we talked about some of these things. Um, they're always up for consideration. We got to do the economics. We got to understand what works, what's really going to drive the business, what's best for the travel advisors, what's best for us. One of the nice things now about having a sister brand is they get to do these kinds of things and we get to talk about what the feedback is and what's working and what's not. And we can share in some of that stuff. So we haven't made any decisions, but we'll definitely continue to evaluate it and speak to our sister brand about what they're seeing and, and uh, maybe look at those opportunities in the future. No, absolutely. And I think it's a place for experimentation, see what happens. But of course, during the pandemic, the idea of rolling commissions uh, came out and a lot of people liked that idea because you know, clearly when cruising stopped, travel advisors were kind of caught and they didn't have income for almost 20 months. So yeah. it's, 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 they're finally getting some uh, but it's going to take a while still. And then, of course, next year looks really good, uh, but we have to get there, right? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we we need to maintain a very healthy distribution, and we know with that comes being able to 
be compensated as quickly and as early as possible. Um, we do want people that are booking farther out, but we also know that you need to start seeing the dollars sooner. So it's definitely something that we need to we need to consider to make sure that the distribution remains very healthy for us. Now, let's talk about another topic that's increasing your brand awareness in the U.S. You've done a great job, I think, with most travel advisors. They know who you are. But if you ask a lot of uh, the people who haven't experienced you, consumers, and you've done some marvelous commercials, so I still don't quite figure out why that hasn't happened, but you're still kind of lagging on that side. But I understand that there's more to come on that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you hit it. You know, we've done some marvelous commercials, but you, you need to see it more. And to see it more, you need money. And the good news is that the company is significantly, significantly investing in marketing going forward. We have for the last half of 2021 and a significant investment continues into 2022 to make sure not only we continue with those great TV commercials, but that you're seeing them nationwide as often as possible. We're, we've highlighted certain DMAs that we know our guests are going to be coming from, and that's going to be, you know, we're going to be slamming them with TV commercials nonstop, also radio, also outdoor, making sure all of the market is integrated digital and offline so that's key in raising brand awareness and that's going to get the brand awareness with the consumer who then is going to come in and ask for MSC cruises with their travel advisor so um, it, the investment and the money is what it takes and and we're we're definitely getting that it's great you know because it's great when travel advisors can suggest this but it would be better if consumers saying yeah I want that cruise exactly and that's you know that's what yeah and you know there's some they're hit with so much advertising and 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 messaging all the time but it would be great if they can walk in and say I want that MSC cruise right absolutely that's the goal 100% and I think just having our our consistent growing presence here in the states you know it takes years for this kind of thing mm -hmm. but having the significant this the the consistent growth in the US people seeing our ships seeing our TV commercials it's we're, we're, we're seeing it now Definitely more and more people, more repeat, and more people coming in asking for MSC cruises. Now, anything else you want to tell our 95,000 travel advisors out there about this ship uh, and, and um, uh, what's to come? Actually, there is a surprise, right, that what's to come, right? Yeah, yeah there is a surprise. The first thing I'll say is, is we're, today we're in, we're in Ocean Key, and I know you're going to go experience the island, and Ocean Key is part of all of our itineraries, and it is a significant differentiator for our brand. It's not just any private destination. It's a beautiful private destination that takes a lot of uh, focus on environment and, and marine uh, 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 fixing up the marine environment. You have a new center. In fact, today you're opening up a new marine uh, conservation, conservation center. We're doing the groundbreaking for a marine conservation center in partnership with University of Miami and Nova Southeastern. We're looking at how to build super coral to make sure that we're, we're um, keeping coral alive and taking learnings that we learn here in Ocean Key and starting to share them with, with destinations all over the world. So there's that whole other part of it, which is incredible. Um, so that's number one. And, and, and we're here all day. We're here at night. And it's a great experience for, for yeah, I was there guests. when we were the last time we had incredible fireworks and sound and light yeah. show around the, the lighthouse, which yeah. is a wonderful experience. Yeah, it's wonderful. And then the other th surprise that you were alluding to, which we just announced about an hour ago, is that the sister ship of MSCC Shore, which is called MSCC Scape, which comes out a year from now, is going to be coming uh, and doing her inaugural season in Miami. So we've got yet another new ship coming to the market. So how many will that make? 
Uh, well, that'll make four. That'll make four in the market on a on alternating, you know, summer winter uh, itineraries. Port Canaveral, Miami, short, long, uh, but it is uh, it continues to be our focus on bringing the newest and the biggest to this market, and then the continued focus on Ocean Key, and we're also doing the groundbreaking for our new Miami terminal, uh, which is going to be able to hold three ships by the end of 2023. 450 million dollar investment wow. in the largest terminal in Port Miami. So if we haven't made it serious you know known how serious we are in being a major competitor in this industry and in this market now is the time that we are doing that so you're finally getting serious right we're we, we've been serious but now we're really getting serious now where can travel agents go to find out more about msc and also kind of look at your programs and things like that sure so definitely online at msebook.com you got everything you need there all the webinars, all the training materials, all the marketing materials, all the booking, all, all the booking tools. And then of course, contact your BDM. You know, we've got a great sales team out there. They're willing to help every possible way. And uh, I really recommend that people reach out to them. Ken, it's great to be on board with you. It was, it seems so long ago that we were standing on, on, out on your beautiful private island here, Ocean K, and we did a wonderful interview there out in the sunlight. We're, it's a little, little overcast today, but you know, it's gonna come, the sun's going to go through, and we're going to have the christening ceremony uh, for this ship, which I believe Sophia Loren is coming out for, if I recall, which yes. she is the permanent godmother, which is, I've been to, I don't want to tell you how many times I've seen Sophia do, do this task. Yeah. She does it wonderfully. Uh, and it's great, great to see you here. Thank you so much. We're very excited to introduce this ship to everybody and great having you on board. I'm James Schillinglaw and this is Insider Travel Report. <laughs>